Hello, welcome back to another hi- um, Haiku Poet Podcast. We are going to answer um, one of the questions that one of our Haiku Poets is asking, and it's about how um, should kind of beginners start doing Haiku and um, how you do it. Mm-hmm. And we like to share a little bit of what um, of some of our kombucha that we're doing. Excellent. So right now we have a batch of kombucha yes. started, don't we? Yes, yes. All right, so what is the main thing that we need in that big... We need... Um, um, spring meat, water. Um, spring water. Okay. Then we need sugar. Yeah, so one gallon of spring water or water and that doesn't need... have chlorine. How much? Black... Su- how much sugar? Uh, one cup. One cup of sugar. And then uh, a bl- um, eight black teas. Yep, four, and four black tea and, and four, four green, green tea. tea. So four and four makes? Eight. Eight, eight excellent. Eight tea bags. And then we put it into these bottles. First so we do the... Um, uh, we, we, so we, we bring that water up to a boil. Yes, so, and, then, and then we grate And the, how long do you have to leave it in your... Big one-gallon glass for pickle jar. For one night. Uh, for one week. One to two weeks, depending on how strong you'd like the flavor to be. And then it gets stronger and stronger. Um, and then when it's strong enough, then you take it out and you put it into bottles. Like small bottles? Yep. Bottle. And then... Um, uh, and the um, kombucha, um, you have to um, put in, um, um, sometimes you can put in like strawberries or you, you can put in other fruit. And, mm-hmm. and we haven't ever done strawberries. We did when you were very little. So we got this SCOBY and this recipe from our friends, Zach and Courtney, about two years ago. And Zach wrote out handwritten instructions, which I remember I felt really cared for, that he actually took time to write out the instructions by hand, right? He could have just printed it off the internet, but instead he took time and he explained, bring your water up to a boil, then add your sugar and your tea, right? Then let it cool overnight. The next morning, add it to your one-gallon glass jar, Add your SCOBY and your two cups of starter tea. Cover it with a coffee filter or a big napkin or paper towel. Put a rubber band around it so that what does not get in there? Fruit fly. And they eat the SCOBY. SCOBY can still breathe. Exactly. Yeah, you would not want to cover it with like a plastic or metal lid, would you? If it was going to be plastic or metal, you'd at least want... Um, holes. Sure, you, maybe some little holes. And so then one to two weeks, and that's called your initial fermentation. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to pour it into small bottles. It could be kombucha bottles that you've rinsed out, or it could be like a wine bottle with a screw cap that you've cleaned out. Yeah. That's where you're going to add your fruit. I mean, it right? could be also a push cap. Little more challenging with a with a traditional cork because in that secondary fermentation, that's when you're going to get a special reaction happening. Carbide. 
carbon dioxide. And Good, CO2. Yeah, so the carbon dioxide creates the carbonation. And that was probably our most challenging thing getting the good little bubbles. And we add a little bit of lemonade. We add some different fruit. And Cosette, what fruit have we been adding lately? What? Yes, what do you like to add to the kombucha bottles? Blueberries. Blueberries. Ginger. We just add some jalapeno. How did you like the jalapeno kombucha? Good. I think the jalapeno made it so that everybody has a, a little bit of some coughing. It loosened everything up. And then after about four days in the cupboard, then you can take your kombucha bottles and put them in the refrigerator. Because what would happen, Caleb, if you just left it in the cupboard for a month? It will get so carbon. Yeah. It, 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 the lid would just explode yes. and kombucha would be just be all over all your cover. It'd be a big mess, or, wouldn't it? Or it could turn into um, apple cider vinegar. Um, probably not with the secondary fermentation as much. That would be more with the primary fermentation uh, in the... What's a primary <coughs> fermentation? That's that initial <laughs> fermentation. That guy's in your lap. You'd like to sit in my lap? Sure you is. bet. So think of the big jar when it's a whole gallon of liquid. That's called your primary. And then when you put it in the small jars, that's your secondary. All right, and then Zach put down some cool tips like don't use metal. Use a plastic or a wooden spoon to scoop out your scoby. Make sure your hands are clean. Um, make sure that you keep it covered because fruit flies would want to get in. Uh, the bacteria grown in kombucha is the same as in yogurt. It's a probiotic. It's good for your digestion. Although it's very uncommon, keep an eye out for mold on the top of the scoby. It appears black, green, or blue. If you see this, throw the whole batch out and get a new starter. Don't buy a starter, just ask a friend who does kombucha. Um, he says, make sure to put a post-it note or keep track of when you start your batch. You don't want it to go too long. And your SCOBY keeps making new ones, keeps splitting and making babies. So one of the parent SCOBYs, once it turns into like a cappuccino, kind of real dark color, remove it and start off with one of the babies. Uh, he says they're good for up to about five batches. And he had noticed that the carbonation varied per batch. And he said you need to be careful for it to um, not foam up or gush all over when you're opening up your small batches. We have explored or experimented with how to get the carbonation more consistent. And two things for that carbonation to really kick in. One, it's gotta have sugar, because that's what feeds it. And two, you need to make sure that their yeast is mixed up. So before you pour it into the little batches, mix up your big one gallon amount of kombucha, and then your yeast will be spread out all over. And take it out. And take it out and enjoy it. And, and 
Exactly. Yes, Elliot? So, we, we, um, um, so if it's really carbonated, yes. then Daddy goes over to the sink, and he, if it's too carbonated, then he goes over to the sink, and, and, and then he takes the lid off, and it drips down his hand, and that's what I like. Um, you like it really carbonated? Yeah. Blueberry and um and ginger. Yeah. And sometimes we even do strawberry and and then um and then um and then um ginger. Not ginger. Jalapeno. And then we let it sit and then it's really carbonated. Good. And then, and then we drink it and it's so Excellent. So one of the things that I enjoy about kombucha and making kombucha, kombucha costs about $4 if you buy a small bottle at the grocery store. What if you buy a big, how many? If you bought a really big one, it'd be like $10. Or we we can make so about, we can make about six to eight bottles. So if you did eight bottles times four, eight, 16, 24, 32, so you can make about $30 worth of kombucha for the cost. All that it costs you is eight tea bags and one cup of sugar. So for about maybe $1 or even less than $1, you can make $30 of kombucha. And if we have any friends out there who are listening who want to try starting kombucha, just let us know. Don't buy a SCOBY. We can give you a baby SCOBY that you can adopt and you can try it yourself. Things to gather would be maybe eight or ten small kombucha bottles that are clean, that you clean out nicely, just with hot water, and then also a big one-gallon glass jar, maybe a pickle jar, right? Yeah, we we have two. Yes, we've doubled the fun, yeah, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we bought two big pickle jars. Yes, excellent. Well, we're all getting a little squirrely. We're doing some some tickling and we're laughing. We have a question from one of our listeners, so we're going to play that, and then we're going to come back and answer that question. All right. Okay. Hello, Josh, Naomi, and kids. Uh, We've enjoyed getting caught up on some of the haiku poet, and um, the two that I've listened to recently are the guinea pigs and open hands, so thank you for sharing. I have a question for the haiku poets. I've noticed... That um, the five seven five syllable rhythm isn't um, followed in a lot of your haikus, and I'm I'm assuming that that's artistic interpretation, and that you can take that liberty as the artist and as the author. But as someone who's very new to haiku and kind of wanting to stay within the you know, this is what you do. Could you speak to that and give me some insight as to what liberties I might have as a haiku poet and um, why you've decided to take the ones you have? Hello. Um, thank you for the um, question. I'm going to introduce you to Jacob. Um, well, haiku is basically in one breath. It's not like... I, the semi is going down the road, and he stops because he's slow. 
and now he's going down and now he's done it's just really short and no breath it's mm -hmm. a, maybe one breath yeah so uh, a nice word to say this is it's concise yes. or it's short it's to the point I've heard it said this way there's an economy of words so instead of being really lavish with words, there's a minimalism that takes place in haiku poetry. All right, Caleb, you get to hit the next one, and that has to do with what is haiku poetry focused in on? Is it focused on people? Is it focused on fairy tales? It's focused in on nature. Ooh, can you give us a few examples of focusing in on nature? So pretend that there was a raccoon outside. Okay. And um, that I saw him. Mm -hmm. And that raccoon scratches on a tree. Okay. Scritch, scratch. Ooh, cool. Like that, because um, you don't want to take a long breath like raccoon. <laughs> That's true. It, it's going to be short and concise, raccoon, isn't it? Raccoon, scratch, scratch. Okay. Excellent. Elliot, point three. I've got a question for you. Is haiku in the past? Is it in the present? Or is it in the future? Future. Future. It's not in the future. It's in the present. It's like right now. It's in the moment. Okay? So, so it wouldn't be yesterday I saw a goose flying over my house. It would be today. It would today. even be right now. You wouldn't even have to say right now. You just say goose flying over the house. Because everybody knows that it's right now. And here's kind of an example. Right now, I look outside and I see the dark shadows of the trees yes. and the dark sky. And that's contrasted with something that's cruising across the dark blue sky. A satellite. A satellite. So, um, a haiku might be dark sky. Dark trees, bright moving satellite. Sure, I like that, Jacob. So it's the dark trees and the sky is kind of together, and then the bright moving satellites kind of separate, and that's kind of what you're aiming towards haiku. That's true. That's Cosette's fourth point, right? There's two different elements that are connected in some sort of relationship. But it's not an obvious relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and they are oftentimes in an A-A-B or an A-B-B. So think of your math, how if we are doing the calendar and if we color in each day in the calendar, if you did red, green, green, red, green, green, would that be an A-B-B or an A-A-B? Um, a, B, B. a B B. Great. Can you give me an example of A A B? Um. Well. With red. Red. Green. Green. That'd be A B B. How about if we wanted to do A A B? Red. Red. Green. Right. So, exactly. And examples, kind of. If you don't get it, it's kind of tricky. It's like my satellite one. The two dark ones came. First. Okay, so you got AA for dark and tree. The light 
came last. So that's your B. Or you could switch it around. The light comes first and the dark comes last. Fast moving satellite. Bright. Dark trees. Dark sky. That's opposite. So it's that would be A, B, B. Or mm-hmm. the other way would be B, B, A. Or B, A, B, B. Right? So there's different ways. Mm-hmm. But those are kind of some of, that's kind of like an example. Yeah, those are really good examples, Jacob. Thank you. All right, I have something that I really appreciate about haiku poetry, and that is that it uses everyday language. So, Caleb, I have a question. Would everyday language be the fancy, fluffy, flowing language? Or would it be just regular talk, like how kids talk? Regular talk, because if you were making a haiku of that part of the house is dark and that is light, um, like this, light sky, dark sky, they're both opposite, and um, I use my normal voice mm-hmm. if you're like this, light sky, dark sky, <laughs> that would, um, it, you, people would not really understand the um, haiku. That's true. I've got something fun to share with you. What? In Japan, on the Coke bottles, on soda bottles, there are haiku that are printed. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I think that's so neat. A weird face. Sure, thing. instead of like a advertisement or something. Okay, last element and i'm sure that there's other elements that we could have covered but when these we these are the main ones these and are some main ones look it up online and you just or how about go to the library and get a book i love getting books get at the 15. library get 15 bucks get from the library get a thousand <laughs> oh just, i love it are, but these are just the main for getting but there are tons of others there's probably like 20 you think there's 20 Maybe someday you'll write a book. If you study this for the next 20 years, you'll be ready to write a book by I mean, Jacob, Caleb, Elliot, Zed, Eve. I was just kind of a haiku. Um, when I was about five, mm-hmm. um, I thought, well, haiku is not really that interesting. But now that I grow to step forward, mm-hmm. I, I see that haiku is really um, something cool that you can do in your life. It could even be a life your job if you want it. Because it could save your life. How would it um, save your life, Jacob? Um, you <laughs> could sell it. Oh, maybe. Um, and if you're very poor, you could write a, a book, your first book. And if you were a very good haiku author, but you didn't have that much money, you could have a big garage sale of all these haiku <laughs> books. And and, and, and and like, this stack should be 25. This stack should be 30. Wow. This stack should be 20. This stack should be 50. This stack should be 30. That's a pretty big garage sale. Let's share this last point, okay? So this is our sixth point. I really appreciate that practicing haiku is all about seeing what is all around us, but it's so easy to miss or it's so easy to pass over. 
And so one of the things I enjoy about being a dad with five kids is that you guys are always noticing little details. You're getting on the ground, you're noticing the ants, you're climbing up in the tree, you're noticing bird nests, you're crawling underneath the picnic table and you're noticing the little mushrooms that grow on the bottom of the picnic table. You're always seeing the, the world, the spider webs, all sorts of beauty. And so I appreciate how haiku is about observing and seeing detail that would be easy to miss. So, Naomi, would you like to share a closing haiku to finish out this episode? I know Caleb's really wanting to share one more thing. So, while you're finding your haiku by Basho, yes, Caleb? Well, um, because, um, our, um, last point was about, um, uh, Seeing, seeing the details, mm-hmm. um, the kids see details because the dots are raised up, and because they they can't get down under the picnic table, but um, but but they still see details in the sky or or, or kind of their level. The mm-hmm. the kids can see um, like if Daddy was up here and I was down here, mm-hmm. I could see like under the chest. And Daddy could, like, see overhead. Yes. Like, he would be the captain of the boat. Yes. And sometimes when you're the captain, you're a little focused on getting to your end destination. But it's important to enjoy each wave, each moment, right? So, Naomi, what book is this coming from? Well, this is a book that has been really great to read the last six weeks after losing our baby it's 150 poems of grief and gratitude and we have grieved for our baby and we've been very grateful also for our baby that is in heaven and the very last poem is by basho the temple bell stops but the sound keeps coming out of the flowers The temple bell stops, but the sound keeps coming out of the flowers. So an example would be um, the flower part would be the two, and the tumble part would be one line. Cool. Well, we're going to close it out. Can you say goodbye? Goodbye from the High School Podcast. Bye. Bye. Adios. Bye. 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 Did you want to say goodbye? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.